Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I started to realize that not being an expert isn't a liability, it's a real gift. If we don't know something about ourselves at this point in our life, it's probably because it's uncomfortable to know. If you can die before you die, then you can really live. There's a wisdom at death's door. I thought I was insane. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do because there was no internet. I don't know, man. I'm like, I feel like everything is hard. Hey y'all, my name is Kat. I'm a human first and a licensed therapist second. And right now, I'm inviting you into conversations that I hope encourage you to become more curious and less judgmental about yourself, others, and the world around you. Welcome to You Need Therapy. Imagine being lost on a road trip. I guess this is probably pre-GPS days and calling your partner for help and hearing this on the other end. This doesn't surprise me. I don't know why I ever thought you could understand the directions that I gave you. It's just so typical. And then maybe you reply back, you know, I really tried to follow them as best I could, but if you're not going to help me, I'll just figure it out on my own. Fine. And then your partner responds, oh, I believe you tried the best you could. That's the pathetic part. I already tried to help you. I don't know what to tell you now. My help's not going to make a difference with someone who's unable to follow simple directions. To me, that sounds very cringy, and I'm wondering what you guys thought, and if the thought was, oh, I would never be with somebody who spoke to me like that, or maybe you resonated with it. Maybe it feels like a pattern of communication that you've experienced with somebody in your life or that you're experiencing right now in one of your relationships, and if you are, or if you aren't even, it doesn't change the fact that what you just heard was an example of contempt, which is the second of the four horsemen that John Gottman developed during his research with couples. 
And if you are unfamiliar with John Gottman, he has the ability to predict with 90% accuracy if a couple will stay together or not with the four horsemen that he came up with. And contempt happens to be the number one predictor of divorce, according to his research. His research also shows, I find this fascinating, that couples that are contemptuous of each other are more likely to suffer from infectious illnesses like colds, the flu, etc., due to their weakened immune system, which is wild. Now, last week, I gave a brief overview of the four horsemen, and we talked about the first one, which is criticism. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend you go back and start there because the horsemen build on each other. And we're moving down the line of them from criticism to contempt to defensiveness to stonewalling. And what we learned last week is that if criticism isn't nipped in the bud or stopped in some way, it easily opens a door for the rest of the horsemen to join in on the conversation that you're having with your partner. Now, contempt comes after criticism because it's an actual step above it. You're not just attacking someone's character, which is what happens when we criticize. We move away from the actual behavior in criticism and we, instead of focusing on that behavior that we didn't like, we then start bringing them down as a person. We kind of just minimize and criticize and attack somebody's character, but contempt takes it even farther. When you're using contempt, you like twist the knife essentially. You're attempting to create a higher position of power upon your partner, whether you're doing this or they're doing it with you, and you end up belittling them. So you feel better about yourself and you feel above them. And in the most basic terms, contempt is just being cruel and it's being mean. And I don't mean like accidentally mean, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You don't accidentally say something that hurts somebody's feelings. You do it on purpose. Contempt includes being outright disrespectful, mocking somebody, using sarcasm, and I mean like sarcasm to cause pain, not to make a lighthearted joke, name calling, and people will mimic in here and use nonverbal behaviors like rolling of the eyes, scoffing at somebody, you know, that kind of stuff to bring somebody down. And like I said, the goal here is to make somebody feel bad about themselves. And that can be within somebody's worthiness, within their intellect, within their ableness, just their ability to do basic life tasks. And instead of focusing on the actual issue that started the argument or the confrontation or the conflict, you're now talking about a partner's lack of worth as a human. And you may be wondering, which would make a lot of sense, why would someone want to treat someone they love this way? Well, I can't give you the full answer to that because like I like to remind people, humans are nuanced. Everything that has to do with mental health is nuanced. There are so many ways and reasons something can show up. There's a multitude of reasons why somebody would want to treat somebody this way. But one of them is because something that we do in relationships, especially relationships that feel unsafe for whatever reason, is we hoard our feelings and we hoard our thoughts until they become somewhat distorted. And then contempt pops up when partners have these deep-rooted, icky thoughts about the other person. It's as if they have been letting these thoughts and, and feelings and all this stuff kind of like cook on low, like slowly simmering inside of them. So I say that because these things that are said, these mean things that are that are said, don't come out of nowhere. 
However, to the person that they're said to, it might feel like that. Like, whoa, what in the world? Like, how did we get here? Or how did we go from talking about the dishes not being done to me being a worthless, lazy person who never can figure out how to do one thing by themselves? Because the other person has been sitting with all of these thoughts and these feelings and these things that they've wanted to say but haven't said. And they might be about the person or just their life in general. They've been stewing and stewing and stewing and simmering. And then they come out distorted. So I gave you that example of what a conversation that has contempt in it can sound like in the beginning of the episode. But there's a lot of ways that this can show up in a conversation or confrontation or just in the existence of a relationship. Using the word pathetic is often something that happens or our version of that word. Often a partner will minimize their partner's experience by comparing their feelings to yours. Like, oh, you think you've had a rough day? Try living mine for one hour. You wouldn't last a second because you're such a baby. It's so embarrassing. Something like that. You'll hear sentence stems like, I feel like I'm talking to a child. You're so selfish. You should be ashamed of yourself. How could you be so stupid? You're an idiot. Just like these me, I don't even like saying those words when I'm recording this. It feels icky me even just saying that. I'm not even saying it about anybody. I'm just giving you an example, but I don't like saying those things because they're mean. They're just not kind. They're mean. They're not helpful. They don't give any sort of solution. They're just like these mean things that can stick to somebody. And often when you're confronted, like when you confront your partner with, hey, that was mean, like, what's the point of that? Like, I don't get why you're being so mean or that really hurt. They will respond with something like, what? I'm just telling you like it is. Or which this one really gets me. I'm just giving you the facts. If the truth is too hard for you to hear, then you might want to consider changing your behavior or it's not my fault you're this way. And they respond this way because their MO is not to understand how you feel. It's to make you feel less than. So then your bid for mercy is almost scoffed at or laughed at. It's made fun of and then used as another way to describe how pitiful you are. What it comes down to, though, is contempt cannot by any means exist in a relationship if you want it to be healthy and feel safe. And you want it to last, which a lot of people in relationships want their relationship to last. That makes sense. And contempt decomposes the respect that a relationship needs to survive. We need respect in our relationship. That should make sense to everybody who's listening to this. It's impossible to create intimate connection with somebody when your relationship is deprived of basic respect of one another. The person who is targeted with the contempt in a relationship is made to feel despised and disgusted and and worthless and the only way someone's going to stay in this cycle of feeling that way is if they feel trapped as if they don't have the ability to leave or it's unsafe to leave. They cannot survive if they leave, not because they really want to stay. Now, the good news that I want everybody to hear is for every horseman, Dr. Gottman also developed an antidote. And the antidote for contempt is building a culture of appreciation and respect. He has a book, he has a lot of books, but he has a book specifically called Why Marriages Succeed and Fail. And he says this in that book. When contempt begins to overwhelm your relationship, you tend to forget entirely your partner's positive qualities, at least while you're feeling upset. You can't remember a single positive quality or act. This immediate decay of admiration is an important reason why contempt ought to be banned from marital interactions. So I share with you that part of his or that that 
couple sentences in his book because the antidote for contempt is admiration. And there are a couple ways that he suggests and a couple tools he gives to help people build that. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So how do you start to build admiration and respect back up? One of the mottos that the Gottmans bring into this conversation is small things often. Basically, this means what it says. Regularly, often, share small things that you appreciate and admire about your partner. The more you focus on the good you see in your partner, the more you're going to see it. And then the more you'll have. It builds in the saying, I love the saying myself, where you stare, you'll steer. If we are looking for ways to bring our partners down, we will see those and we will really see those in the majority. We'll see it often and vice versa. If we're looking for things that we admire and we appreciate our partner, we will overlook the other things that bother us. And then we will have an abundance of the things we really, really care about and that make us smile when we think of. I shared with my boyfriend, Patrick, a while back that one thing that bothered me in our relationship is the way that he often can interrupt and talk over me in conversations. And I think I might've even talked about this last week in the episode. I know I've talked about it at some point. And since then, Patrick has paid a lot of attention to that. It's very obvious that he does that. And I appreciate that. But 
it was never going to be something that broke our relationship. It was never going to be something that I left him over because that's not how I look at him. I don't look at him and try to find things that I don't like about him. I look at him and pick out all of these things that I really do love, these things that I do admire, these things that do make me excited to be with him. And so when I shared that with him, to me, it was like, oh, I guess if I had to pick this one thing that I didn't like about you, I guess it would be this, but it really doesn't make that big of a deal to me. It's not going to be something that makes or breaks because this is not building upon all these other things. It just is this one thing that sits there. And then really what's building is all these things I love about you because when I look at you, that's what I look for, which leads me into the next little tool that the Gottmans have offered us in this antidote. And it's the five one magic ratio. And this magic ratio is five to one positive to negative interactions that a relationship must have to succeed, which just basically means that they found for every negative interaction a couple has, they need five positives to balance that one out. And if you can do that, then your relationship essentially will stay in like the green. You will be in the clear. Think like bank accounts. We're not in the red. We're in the green. But if we only have three to one, then we might be in the red. So we got to build that up and we have that five. So I share that example of the one thing that I looked at and I was like, I don't really like this about sometimes when we communicate, the fact that you are talking over me or interrupting me. But because I look at you and I see all these other ways that you try to show up for me and that you're intentional and that these other cues that you give me that tell me that you're paying attention, we're in the green and you can have this thing that I'm not obsessed with, but it's not going to threaten our relationship because I have these other things that I really try to focus on. Another thing that therapists will often do with couples who are caught in this stance is ask them about when they fell in love with their partner and you'll have them just tell stories and reminisce about what it was that brought them together. And this can be really helpful because you can start to see the big picture qualities you love about someone more than the little daily annoyances that you let build up. And honestly, I really love that. I'm like smiling as I read this because I love the antidote of contempt As an Enneagram 7, this might not surprise you, I love a nice compliment. I love looking at the bright side and I love wearing rose-colored glasses. Now, there's a point where that may be getting us into unhealthy territory, but in this experience, looking for the good in someone often may be the thing that can get your relationship back on track and looking for the good often, not just in the times where things are getting rough, but you're you're, you wake up getting out of bed, you walk in the door looking for the good thing rather than expecting the bad. That's something that can help get your relationship back on track because then you start to notice the things that you actually appreciate instead of those being overshadowed by the thing that you don't like. I've shared one of my favorite quotes from the glass castle with y'all before, but it makes sense to bring back here. And in the book, the mom is talking to her daughter and she says in part this, everyone has something good about them. You have to find the redeeming qualities and love the person for that. And I love that little part of the book for a million reasons. But one, I love it because, yeah, our partners have something good about them. Obviously, there is a reason that we are with them. There was something that we saw in them that drew us close to them. Sometimes life gets in the way and disappointments get in the way and stress gets in the way and letdowns get in the way. And we forget about those things that we actually at the base of our relationship, at the roots of our relationship, we love and cherish. And so a lot of the antidote when it comes down to a lot of the antidote to contempt is getting back to the roots of 
Why did I fall in love with this person? Why did I originally want this person to be in my life? And if those reasons are solid, if those reasons are authentic, then there's a good chance you can, if you have your partner's help as well, you can't do this by yourself, get your relationship back on the track that you originally started on. Now, this episode is not about narcissism or emotional manipulation. So of course, there's a part of me that wants to get give about 50 disclaimers to y'all. But as most of you know, the kind of information that I share on here is nuanced and relationships and people are nuanced and nothing is one size fits all. Some relationships that have contempt within their walls will not change. And the best thing someone can do is to find a safe way out. And when you have a partner that's unable to play a part in the antidote for whatever reason, it becomes unsafe to wear those rose-colored glasses all the time that I was talking about earlier that help you get out of that cycle. Sometimes you need to take those off to see, oh, I can do everything in my power, but I can't change another person. I can only change my responses and how I show up. And so I don't want anyone to hear this episode and hear me say that all they need to do is ignore all the signs of abuse and manipulation in their relationship. And then that's how you make it work because that's often not how you make it work. That's how you find safety in a healthier relationship in your future. So I just wanted to say that at the end. So I don't give false hope or just false information to anybody with anything. I like you guys to take what you hear from me with a grain of salt. I cannot give information on the podcast to a mass group of people that is going to make sense in every scenario to every mass group of people out there. And again, you can change if you're the person who is coming to your partner with contempt, if you're the person being contemptuous, and maybe you're both doing it. And and so it's not just on you, but you can change those those things in yourself. So these antidotes, that's going to change how you respond to your partner and how you see them. It's not going to change how, how they see you and how they respond to you. You can't control that. So I want you guys to, um, this is a shorter episode, so if you need to run it back and listen to it again with that kind of lens that I'm looking at myself. How can I shift myself and my experiences and my actions, not my partner's? that might be helpful. As always, I didn't say this in the beginning, but this podcast is not a replacement or a substitute for actual mental health services. So if you find yourself in a cycle of contempt, it might be a good spot for you to reach out for some help if that is something that is available to you, if that's something within your means. It could be really helpful to go and have a third party, preferably a therapist, sit with you and help you work through some of these. Just at this point, they might be like natural inclinations to say certain things that aren't actually very helpful in a relationship. And so I hope you guys hear what I'm trying to to offer you and not what I am not trying to offer you as always. And there you have it. Contempt, the second horseman in John Gottman's Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse of Relationships. Next week, we will be talking about defensiveness, which mm, is something that I can relate to. And I bet a lot of you can relate to that as well because it's a human experience to be defensive you can follow me on instagram and the podcast at unique therapy podcast and at cat.defada you can send any questions you have specifically if you have questions for couch talks you can send them to me at katherine at unitherapypodcast.com and i hope that you guys have the day you need to have i will talk to you guys again on wednesday
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 